Grace, peace, and mercy to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is a text from Jeremiah, and the thought on blind spots. Have you ever had to deal with being blindsided? Situations where it is impossible to see exactly what is going on. My car has terrible blind spots. They are created by A-pillars that create very real uh, places you cannot see in a fear of being blindsided. The A-pillars, for those of you not familiar with automotive uh, anatomy, are the metal posts that border either side of the windshield that hold the roof in place. They're there in case of a rollover accident, the car landing on its roof, it would be structurally supported. The problem is the thickness, especially in relation to the driver's side of the car I have, it creates a massive blind spot. If you were there and I was driving, uh, I could pretty much wipe out two families and never see you, I think. Um, it requires constant vigilance as one drives, especially in Carmel and Hamilton County with their many whirligigs, tilt-a-whirls, roundabouts. Um, at the right, or better stated wrong, distance and speed, you can completely lose a car or a truck. As for motorcycles and bicyclists, you may possibly never even see them if they're moving through that blind spot at the same speed you're moving. This can be a real killer. So you have to be a good driver and watch your blind spot. Jeremiah had a blind spot also. He was a great prophet of God. He was sent to declare the wrath that was about to come upon Judah at the hands of the kingdoms of the north. It was a wrath God was orchestrating because of their unfaithfulness. Jeremiah was faithful to his task and did not hold back as he described the coming turmoil. Examples from his book may be 4.16-18. through 18. Besiegers come from a distant land. They shout against the cities of Judah. Like keepers of a field, they are against her all around because she has rebelled against me declares the Lord. Your ways and your deeds have brought this upon you. This is your doom, and it is bitter. It has reached your very heart. If that is not convicting enough, chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. At that time, declares the Lord, the bones of the kings of Judah, the bones of its officials, the bones of the priests, the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem shall be brought out of their tombs. And they shall be spread before the sun and the moon and all the hosts of heaven, which they have loved and served, which they have gone after, and which they have sought and worshipped. And they shall not be gathered or buried. They shall be as dung on the surface of the ground. Death shall be preferred to life by all that remnant that remains of this evil family in all the places where I have driven them, declares the Lord of hosts. Pretty stern. As you can imagine, he was not liked for his speaking the truth that God had put in his mouth. In short, these passages read today, we might have what might be called an aside in a play where the actor turns and speaks to the audience. 
It is not necessarily related to, the te- related to the text before that or following it, but the Old Testament text from Jeremiah is describing the plot that has been made against him. It is a plot against his life. It seems those not liking what he is prophesying want to completely wipe from the face of the earth all remembrance of both he and his words given to him by God. The whole thing is coming at Jeremiah from this blind spot, and he is about to be blindsided. For the fear of being blindsided, I was very protective of my girls when they each started to drive. Meg had little choice, and my car was the terrible one she had to drive, and the blind spot is one she dealt with as she learned. I always harp on both of them, even to this day, to watch out for the blind spot in that car. I always tell them both to be looking if they are in the car together, so the one not driving might possibly see what the one driving might miss. To me, this blind spot is deadly, possibly deadly for them if they lose a car or truck in it, or for someone else if they hit a person walking or on a motorcycle or bicycle. It would be a good practice to watch out for the other's blind spot. Well, God was the one watching Jeremiah's blind spot. God had to make this known to him because he has no idea. And why would he? He loves Judah and its people, and he loves their God. He is often called the weeping prophet because of his laments over the destruction. But they do not share his love for God, and, and they revile his message, preferring to remain in sin and kill the prophet of God. God told him about the plot and the deeds of others had planned, And this aside, Jeremiah describes himself. I was like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I did not know it was me they devised schemes. God protected him, though we are not told how the plan was foiled. However, it was, and this allowed Jeremiah to complete the work God had laid out for him to do. The book of Jeremiah is interesting, if not somewhat difficult, This is for a couple of reasons. One is the description of the coming destruction and exile of the Judean people and the account of why God's wrath will come upon them, as read previously, and if it wasn't depressing enough, I could read it again. But Jeremiah not only prophesied, but he lived through the bloodshed and misery only to be exiled to Egypt himself, where he continued to preach and suffer. Read the next book in the Bible. Lamentations, also written by him. Add to all of this, this is that it is believed Jeremiah was stoned to death by the Jews in Egypt because of his preaching and one might call all of his depressing writings. But in the middle of the book, as in other parts, there is hope. Not only did God have the blind side covered for Jeremiah, but he had it covered for all those that had gone into exile and suffered even as they trusted in God. Sure, there was the promise of restoration and going back to the land God had given them, but the greater promise was his son and a new covenant that would cover all blind spots for those that would trust in him. Chapter 23, verses 5 through 6 reads, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. And he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. 
In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. This is Christ. Chapter 31, 31 through 34 says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. You see, friends, we too are blindsided. We are often blindsided to much of the sin in our lives. We would like to believe that we have our sinful condition in check, that we are a good driver. The truth is wickedly different. To be blindsided is to be hit from a direction or by something you had no way of seeing coming. Donald Rumsfeld would call these the unknowable unknowns of warfare. We are involved in warfare, the devil against us for our eternal life. There is no blind spot to check because you just have no idea where to look like you can when you peer around the A-pillar of a car to make sure the way is clear. Today's reading from James and Mark give a good look at our selfish ambition. The disciples arguing over who would be the greater in the kingdom other than we as Christians, they, like us, did not have confidence in just being in the presence of Christ. Our sin is so deep we cannot understand its full effect. We hurt people in ways that we cannot imagine. We do and say things that do not give good testimony to our neighbor about about God and how we love him and how he loves us. We use his name inappropriately, that is in ways that do not involve calling out to him in times of trouble with prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. Being blindsided, this was a great fear also of Martin Luther before he learned of the grace of Christ. He worried that he would fail to properly confess a sin to his father confessor. He was so tormented by the unknowable unknowns, he was afraid of dying and condemned a sinner destined for hell for not confessing every sin he ever committed. His fear was so great he would return again and again and again, many times a day or even into the night to his father confessor to receive personal absolutions for sins he would remember or commit since his last confession. It is probably what brought him to believe that our entire lives are a heap of sin apart from Christ and the grace he has won for us on the cross. You see, Christ has our blind side covered. He has lived the perfect life we cannot and suffered in our place for our sin, those we know of and confess, as well as those we have no idea of that, as long as those we have no idea of that would otherwise 
blind us and send us to hell. However, we belong to Christ through baptism. Because of this faith we have been given, we stand blameless before God, our Heavenly Father, with Christ covering our blind side with His blood. We belong to Christ. If we miss what is ever in the blind spot of our car and get blindsided, hopefully all that is needed is a call to an insurance company and a rental car while repairs are done. But there can be far more tragic results from being blindsided. The devil wants us blindsided by sin and wants it to kill us, just as those seeking the life of Jeremiah were perfectly happy with him not knowing they were going to kill him. But God foiled their plan, and with the suffering death of Christ and his resurrection, God has foiled all the plans of the devil. He has promised, I will forgive all their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. It is God's righteousness grace for Jesus' sake, that we have been judged to be righteous, sinless, and blameless in his sight, despite our blind sides. In the name of Jesus, amen.